Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Holistic Health Hour with me, Certified Holistic Life Strategies Coach, Aleka Thorvalson. This is a show that looks at health in a whole new way. So what that means is we look at health and wellness from a mind, body, spirit, and soul perspective. And it is my intention to create a new kind of dialogue about our health, about our bodies, about our lives, empowering all of us to make real changes from the inside out. Before I get started with today's podcast, a couple of announcements. I want to let all of you know that the Food, Feeling, and Finding Freedom series, all four parts of it, is now archived along with all my other shows. You are welcome to find a list of all those shows or the series, Food, Feelings, and Finding Freedom, on my personal website, aleka, A-L-E-K-A, sky.com. To find those, you just click on the media tab and you'll, you'll see a list of, of all the shows that I've done. You can also find all archived shows on Blog Talk Radio under Mind, Body, Spirit, You. That's the letter U. All of the, the, the team members that are a part of Mind, Body, Spirit, You have our shows there. So you're welcome to hear, to hear archived shows from um, our Mind, Body, Spirit, You site. I did get lots of feedback on the series and some questions, which I did make a point to answer as I, as I did the series, but I did receive some questions after it was completed, and so I, I got back to each and every one of you that sent me questions privately. And you're welcome to get in touch with me. I know I say that every show, but I really do mean it. I, I want to extend my deepest gratitude for listening, for writing in with comments, for sharing your stories, for giving me show ideas. And you, you are always welcome to get in touch with me. Um, you can find me via my website. You can go to my Facebook page, Aloha Healing Arts. You can find me on Instagram under my name. Um, any, any of the social medias that, that you know, you're, pick your favorite one, I'm there. So just look me up. You can always contact me through Mind, Body, Spirit, you as well. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to tonight's podcast which is all about astrology. Now, this is something that I work with in addition and in tandem with my coaching practice. And I know when I say the word astrology that it might make you think of sun sign descriptions, right, in a newspaper horoscope or smoky black rooms and velvet curtains and crystal balls where a mysterious woman crones predictions. But that's really not at all what modern astrology is. And so I get a lot of questions about it, and I thought it would be a great topic to discuss. So tonight's show is all about what it is, what's astrology, and why is it useful. And I want to say that if you are a bit skeptical about astrology, that is fine. I was there. I sure was. And I encourage to, to hold a level of skepticism and ask questions about things and then run it through your inner filter and define what's right for you. So what has convinced me of astrology's relevance is that I have learned it and I practice it and I have witnessed time and time again how very valuable it is a tool for healing and understanding. So that's why I use it. 
And my first experience with astrology goes way, way back when I was working in a pretty mainstream setting as the lead nutritional counselor at an intensive outpatient clinic specializing in eating disorders. And at the time, I was speaking to a staff psychologist about, we were talking about personality tests and the pros and cons of different ones. And as we were speaking, she sort of off the cuff mentioned, well, then there's astrology. And I sort of caught my eye, and I was both surprised and intrigued. Because in my mind, astrology at that time was a little bit woo-woo or hokey and, you know, kind of out there. And what the heck did, what did astrology have to do with exploring and understanding the psyche? And what kind of therapeutic value did it actually have? Well, she went on to explain that she had studied it and had preferred it over other ways of measuring the personality and ways of mapping the inner psyche. And this was fascinating to me, and this was intriguing. And so I wanted to learn more. And then I started studying it pretty extensively. And the more I learned about astrology and how it worked, the more interested I became in it. And the more charts I read and the more classes I took, the more I was convinced of its relevance. So today's podcast is all about astrology and how it can be so helpful to this life experience we are living and really the way that I use it in my own coaching practice and how you can use it. Astrology can't really be proven because it is a language of the of the soul that really defies the logical mind in some ways. So I don't much like to say that it works. I don't even know what that means in context to astrology. What I do know is how very helpful and healing astrology is. So getting started with a little bit of background and history so we can really understand what I'm talking about here. The most basic meaning of astrology is the study of the link between the cosmos, the heavens, and ourselves. So it's really the study of the outer world as a reflection of our inner world. A study of the heavens as a reflection of our human experience. So in other words, it is a practice of deciphering meaning in our lives from the placements and movements of objects in the sky. And from the beginning of time, we have always looked up and looked up at the sky for direction. So historically, the practice of astrology began as a pretty basic tool for understanding the cycles of nature. That's really where we started using it. Navigation, um, cycles of nature, and it began as a study as soon as human beings made conscious attempts to measure, record, and predict seasonal changes by referencing astronomical cycles. So flooding, you know, the floodings of the Nile was charted astrologically. Planting, you know, this kind of thing was, was all charted by reading what was going on in the heavens. And then ancient Babylonians believed that the movements of the planets were the gods writing in the sky. And, and they begin to take on a little bit of a different meaning 
rather than just charting cycles, that maybe there was more meaning to it. And they literally believed the heavens were speaking to them and thus began to chart these movements and create some meaning for them. Astrology, the way we know it today, began to show up when Egypt came under Greek rule in 332 BC. Now, Ptolemy, an Egyptian astronomer, mathematician, geographer, he really laid the basis for we astrologers call the houses, the signs, the planets, and our more modern understanding of astrology and charts. Even the Bible is filled with references of astrology, and this is because astrology was widely accepted as truth in biblical times. The, it's filled with references to astrology, and even Jesus himself made numerous references to the concept of the heavens giving us information. One of the more famous ones would be the Magi being guided by the stars to a specific location where Jesus was born. So that's one of the more famous biblical references. Astrology also played an important part in medieval medicine, and most educated physicians were trained in at least the basics of astrology to use it in their practice. And I have to tell you that that is still a branch that people use today. People, there are astrologers that practice what's called medical astrology. It's a fascinating branch of astrology, not one that I've, I've studied too much extensively, but it's um, fascinating. And, and, you know, as astrology began to take, take root and as cultures began to grow, astrology began to span the globe and it branched out in all the different cultures that we have. And then different cultures began to use and incorporate astrology in their own unique way. So astrology was incorporated in Islam. It showed up in Renaissance Europe where it echoed the Kabbalistic lore of Jewish and Christian traditions. It went to India where it's, it's widely still used today. It went to China where it was developed into something called Chinese astrology, something we hear about today. Even the Mayans and the Aztecs had their own use of astrology. And, and many cultures today still use astrology in their own unique way. So take note of that. When you go to different, if you go to India and you get an astrology reading, it's not going to be Western astrology like we're looking at charts. It'll be a little bit different, a little, little bit different setup. What I want to make clear is that in the beginning, astrology was really used for diagnosis, divination, fortune telling, that kind of thing. That means it was more predictory and fate-based, really removing the free will part. In, in the beginning, the consensus and the understanding was that the motions of the stars and the planets actually affected us. And this is a major distinction be between old and new school astrology because as our collective consciousness began to shift, to become more self-aware and more self-actualized. And as we began to assume more accountability and understand our motivations and drives, there really was a renaissance in astrological study that reflected this and shifted the perspective of astrology being one of a fixed fate or fortune telling 
to really more of a practice of possibilities. And this shift was really propelled forward between 1900 and 1949 with Carl Jung's more archetypal and positive way of understanding human psychology. A little interesting factoid um, that I love to share is that in 1914, there was a fascinating court case that really set a precedent for professional astrologers. Evangeline Adams was a popular astrologer and she was based in New York City. She was actually arrested and charged with illegal fortune telling. She was doing astrology. Well, as she was brought before the judge, he dismissed the case after she correctly read the chart of his son. So her acquittal really set a standard for the relevance of astrology. Fast forwarding a bit, in the 70s and 80s, astrology really began to further evolve with the um, deep practice of some amazing astrologers. And simultaneously and without knowledge the other one was doing it, Jeffrey Green and Stephen Forrest took these ideas and ran with them, creating a whole new branch of astrology called evolutionary astrology. People like Liz Green, Howard Sesportis, heavily influenced by Jung and the astrologers before them, created another branch of astrology, another astrological tributary, which reflected a more psychological slant. So we have this evolutionary slant, this psychological slant, and over time, branches of astrology have really expanded, each very subtly different. So if you're getting an astrology reading, each astrologer might have a different name for what he or she does. So it might be called evolutionary astrology, intuitive astrology, psychological astrology, karmic astrology, sacred or archetypal astrology. These are many of the names of, of these different astrological perspectives. So nowadays there are many, many, many different kinds of astrologers. So I want to offer that as you're looking for one. Now, there are some astrologers that do see it still as more of a fate-based practice, and then there are some that have evolved and see it more from an archetypal, evolutionary, or reflective practice. I personally would encourage you to find an astrologer like that. That's how I practice astrology, and certainly what I would recommend to you. There, there's a level of empowerment that comes with that kind of reading. So this kind of astrology, right, more archetypal, evolutionary, reflective, is a perspective that understands astrology as the study of cycles and of potential, not of fate. So it sees the planets as not controlling us like puppets on strings but as being reflective of our current cycles in our lives and, and by highlighting the present challenges as well as the tools available, it can help us best navigate through the cycle we're in. This, this perspective brings us to a place of 
archetypal understanding, and I want to sit with that for a minute, because when we see it from that perspective, we can see that we project ourselves onto the heavens. So we can see our experience outside of ourselves, getting some distance. And this allows us to have more clarity on what's going on in our lives. So this type of of astrology is less about giving definite yes-no answers, but of explaining and offering potentials and about asking the right questions for self-reflection and growth which allows us the gift of choice. So this is the astrology of destiny rather than the astrology of fate. There are certain parts of astrology that is able to map out the cards were dealt. Yet what's more important is astrology's way of explaining all the different ways we can play those cards which allows us to feel empowered. And I think that's one of the most important aspects of astrology. But how does it work? What, is it, what does that mean? Because many people, when you say what's their sign, they know that. They know, I know my sign, what I am, I'm a Libra, I'm a Pisces, I'm a Scorpio, I'm a, I'm a Virgo. But astrology is vastly more than that. So the science of astrology is based on three things, birth time, the birth date, and the location you were born. From this data, an astrologer creates an astrology chart where you can get the information. Now, I just want to point out that in this day and age, if you know those three things, your birth date, your time, and location, and I will highlight, you kind of do need your exact time. That's helpful. If you, you know, well, I think it was like 10 o'clock in the morning, it's going to be less accurate because you're not going to really know for sure, right? So look on your birth certificate, find your time. If you have those three things, you are welcome to go on the Internet, and there's many, many sites where you can find your chart for free, look at it. Many free sites on the Internet that you can access and get your own astrology chart. You just plug in the data, voila, your chart comes up. So a birth chart is literally a snapshot of the sky the moment you were born. And then an astrologer will look at this chart and read it, almost like a map, looking at the different symbols, the planets, the asteroids, and the angles they make to one another to understand and determine the terrain, purpose, challenges, and opportunities of your life experience. And... I just want to say that there's many different kinds of readings. So good to know if you're wanting to get an astrology reading. Looking at just a birth chart, which is where I recommend everybody start, is would be called a natal reading or a birth chart reading. And what that does is it really takes a bird's eye view of the entirety of your whole life. So our natal or birth chart is really a static representation of our whole self. doesn't change. But the planets, we know, continue to move. And as they do, they will make new connections with the non-moving planets in our natal or birth charts. So another kind of reading is called a transit or progression 
reading, and a transit chart will show the current position of planets at any given time in relation and in comparison to our birth chart. So this is a great chart to illuminate and bring clarity and understanding to what's going on right now and to really understand the life cycles and the times of change that are happening. So it's a, it's a bit more specific to now and, it's, it's, and how to navigate through what's showing up in your life at this moment. It's, it's really helpful, I think, to look at that kind of reading if you're going through a challenging time or just want more detail regarding your journey at present time. Another fascinating type of chart is, or another fascinating type of reading that you can get with different charts is called um, a relationship reading. And that is created between, that's a chart that's created between you and another person. And you can do this for a spouse, a child, a parent, coworker. I I love doing them for parents and children. I just as an aside, this was so this has been so helpful to me as a parent to really understand the nature of my child in a much much deeper way and where they're really being asked to go and how to help support them on that path. And fundamentally, how accurate it blows my mind when I am able to read whole families just to see. Here is, it makes you really believe that there are no accidents, that we really do pick and choose the people we're with for reasons beyond our understanding. So a relationship chart really determines the energy at play in a specific relationship. And really learning about kind of the map, the soul map, you know, the divine map, regarding the unique combination and the whole purpose of the partnership. So really a great one to get relationship reading. Those are a little bit longer because we look at more charts there. Another reading that is probably, I'm trying to think, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite readings. I love doing these every year for myself, for people in my family. And this is called a solar return chart. Now each year on your birthday, the sun returns to its natal position. So if it's, you know, you were born 13 degrees Pisces, it comes back 13 degrees Pisces. And then we would cast another chart for that particular time this year from the location that you are. So your, your chart, your solar return chart, can look very different than your natal chart. The sun will still be 13 degrees Pisces, but what house it's in and the placement of that sign within the context of the chart will, can change dramatically, as can your moon and your ascendant, things like that. So the placement of the planets will be different than your natal chart. And your rising sign is often different for that year as well. And what this chart does is it basically maps the next year out, so from the time of your birthday, a little bit before that, until the end of the year, and where your focus is really meant to be, and the gifts and strengths and the lessons that you're learning. Really, really helpful. Because sometimes if we know that it's an Aries year, then it's going to be about initiating and asserting ourselves rather than maybe a Pisces year where we're, we're kind of being called to sit back and let it go, let, let it just flow and maybe do practice the action of inaction. So this can be really helpful. And I know for a lot of my clients, they, are, they get their solar returns every year. And it's, it's really interesting to watch first of all, how accurate it is, and then how, how helpful it is. 
and I use them as well in my own life. Then there's even something called a relocation chart or an astrocartography. Now this creates a chart using location. And so we can really explore how your personal energy interacts and manifests in a particular place. This is great if you are considering, you know, move to a new place if you want, or you want more understanding about the place that you are presently residing. So really a fun thing to look at as well. Very, very helpful. There's lots of choices is what I'm saying, right? So if you're interested in getting a reading and wanting to know more about astrology, you can certainly go to my website, alekasky.com, and go under astrology because there's explains all the different readings, it tells you how to contact me, it tells you what I need, it tells you what each reading includes, how long it is, that kind of stuff. I also want to offer that I do classes periodically throughout the year, um, and I do them in person here in Charleston, South Carolina. I do them online. If you're interested in that, contact me. I'll put you on my mailing list. Tell me you want to be on the astrology mailing list, so just send me a, a note through my contact form on my website. If you want to learn astrology and I don't have a class and you want to do some just tutoring um, using your own chart or somebody else's chart that we have permission to use, you're welcome to do that as well. It's, it's all on my um, astrology page. I love teaching this stuff and we can start wherever you are. In many ways, astrology is like learning a language. So we really break it down, first understanding letters, to put them together to make words, to put them together to make sentences, paragraphs, and then meaning. So I have a way of teaching it where we start at the beginning and break it down. So I offer private tutoring as well. And so check out my website. You want more information, just check that out. One of my most favorite aspects of astrology is the capacity to tackle the bigger questions. So it can, it can tackle stuff like love, abundance, fear, blocks, limiting beliefs, stuff that we may not be able to wrap our logical minds around. Life cycles that, are, that continually show up, major events that have happened, can be better acknowledged and understood and then transformed. Purpose, that's a huge one. A lot of people come to me and ask about purpose. Astrology is so helpful to that. So purpose and potential can be unearthed and validating by, validated by looking at an astrology chart. So astrology really is a great tool for self-reflection, for honesty, for accountability, and a great way to make sense of the complex inner world where the essence meets physicality and where our soul meets body, that sort of subtle place that we don't quite know how to access any other way. And it's, it's, you know, I will say this, astrology is not the only way to explore your inner terrain or that space. Go on a quest. Go on a, a vision quest. Find a good counselor. Get married. Have kids. I mean, life is full of learning and revealing our path in front of us. What I think is so meaningful and helpful to astrology is just acceleration. It's fast. It can decipher in an hour what may take a lifetime to reveal. And there are so many times clients tell me that. Wow, you just spent an hour what it took me, you know, a few months to figure out in, 
in a therapy session because what happens is we can look at it from the outside in rather than trying to look at it from the inside out. And I find it so helpful to my coaching practice because it saves time. By looking at a chart, I am able to see the life, you know, the pattern, some of the challenging themes and, and cycles that ex a client is exploring, and the talents and gifts to, to help best navigate them through. As I said, a Pisces cycle is very different than an Aries one. You know, where one might be about learning to let go and surrender and, and, and grasp patience. The other is all about claiming courage and initiation and taking action. And that applies to certain cycles in our lives and our whole life journey. Where the placements are in your life, as far as your astrology chart, really reflect the energy in your life. Now, Carl Jung, who is an avid supporter of astrology, is quoted as saying, Astrology incorporates the sum total of the ancient world's psychological knowledge. And it's no doubt in my mind that astrology is a psychological science, as well as it, as it is a metaphysical science, because it has the ability to illuminate human motivation and the quality of our consciousness and our unconscious shadow parts clearly, simply, and accurately. Which is really important because again, quoting Jung, what he said, when an inner situation is not made conscious, it happens outside as fate. And he also explained that the three main ingredients to understanding the self he used the word psychology, which in Greek means to attend the soul. So the three main ingredients to attend the soul were insight, courage, and enduring action. Our astrology can really help us on all those fronts by understanding, by knowing the tools we have to move forward, and how to best move forward. So looking at life symbolically has the ability to invite grace and synchronicity. And it disrupts this logical status quo that we can have, and it can really renew our sense of faith and trust in something more. And we can begin to act from that place, that life is not happening to us, but happening for us. Astrology grants us that information. So it's really a holistic practice that transcends time. And it can really shed light on even the most subtle dimensions of our whole selves, our mind, our body, our spirit, and our souls. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope that it brought you some understanding about just how I use astrology and what it is. I actually am going to do a part two very shortly where I'm going to talk a little bit about each of the sun signs. So each of the signs, when I say the sun sign, I mean the answer to the question, what sign are you? That would be your sun sign. It is the location of the sun the moment you were born. 
So I'm going to talk a little bit about the sun signs and my perspective on the fact that we, our, our sun signs are not necessarily representative of who we are, but rather presents us with the potential of who we are being called to become, where we're striving to be, and the, the, the vessel that we're carrying through to understand ourselves better and our world. That's next time. And hopefully I'll be able to go through every sun sign. There's 12 of them, so I'll have to do them um, quickly. I could honestly do probably three or four hours on each one. And in my classes, we go into much greater depth. However, you have questions, thoughts, comments about this show. I want to hear them. AlekaSky.com. And I look forward to connecting with you again. Until then, take care.